Hello, welcome to Meliorism episode 17. So I hope everyone is well, I hope everyone is good. I've actually missed doing this because I did my last episode in advance of Friday. So it feels like a massive gap between then and now. So I'm happy to be back at it. It feels good, it feels good. Also, another thing that I wanted to know is that I now have a logo. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? It is delightful. I'm super happy with it. So I just want to thank a company called Two Pencils and a Pad. And that's twopencilsandapad.com. They really helped me to visualize what it is that I'm about. So what the podcast is about. I really wanted something to encapsulate the general essence of the podcast and I feel like it has achieved that. I know there was a lot of back and forth because I'm quite particular so I appreciate their patience and to kind of go with you know the different drafts and stuff like that so yeah we worked on it. I think that's like with anything that you have to work on it for it to become what you want it to be you know nothing comes easily so I'm super happy with it I'm happy with the way it looks the flower kind of symbolizes growth and because I see this podcast as a growth and development podcast I think it really fit in with the ethos of the podcast I initially was looking at having like the earth within the O of Mealerism but then when I actually saw it, when it was put together in one of the drafts, I realized that it didn't actually work. And one of the designers actually suggested the flower. And when I saw the flower, I just thought, yeah, that's it. Like, that's what I need. Like, that kind of represents what I want it to represent. And yeah, I was happy with it. So now your girl has an official logo. I'm feeling legit. <laughs> Not legit, but you know, I'm feeling official. I'm feeling certy. <laughs> I'm feeling certified. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a good step forwards. Like it's a nice step forwards. It's progression, and I love to see it. And I'm really proud of it. So I think it just looks good. So yeah, shout outs to two pencils and a pad. And the next step for me is to join iTunes, which I'm not on yet. So I'm only on Spotify and some of the smaller podcasting platforms and I really want to join iTunes and I think one of their requirements was that I needed to have a bespoke image which I didn't have at the time so I didn't do it so yeah challenging myself in the next week or so to actually join iTunes and if you're new to this podcast and you've just heard me then hello hi welcome welcome to Melioism you know I hope you like it here and yeah that's basically what I wanted to say I just wanted to add some I just wanted to take some time to speak about that because I'm really happy and grateful for it so today's episode we are going to be speaking about loneliness the reason why I wanted to talk about loneliness is because I believe that at some point in all of our lives we experience it and it can be quite a difficult thing to cope with especially if you live alone and I'm only speaking from experience, so I have lived alone for approximately three years now. I moved in in 2018, and when I first moved in, I did struggle, because I was like, oh, always had like family around me, and now it's just me, 
and as entertaining as I am, <laughs> I can't entertain myself 24-7. And yeah, it's just that part of human interaction that I was missing. And I really felt it. So for the first few months, I don't really know how I ended up coping with it. But now I have a few things in place that do really work for me. So I just wanted to pay it forwards really and just to share my experience and some of the things that I've learned along the way of being being someone that lives solo, basically. Yeah. I just wanted to share my experience as someone who lives solo. And hopefully this helps. So I was reading a book yesterday, which is called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read and Your Children Will Be Glad That You Did by Philippa Perry. And I was recommended this book and it was a grower, to be honest with you. When I first started reading it, I was like, I'm not a parent yet. So I'm not sure if I should be reading this, but it's not necessarily just for parents. It does have some really valuable insights in there. And when I am a parent, I will be grateful that I did read it. But there was a part on loneliness, which was so strange because I decided that I was going to speak about loneliness. And then that night I was reading my book and then there was a paragraph on loneliness. And I was like, whoa, that's so crazy. So I just wanted to take a little extract from the book and it's as follows. Loneliness used to be associated with poor social skills or being a bit odd. So there's still a stigma and shame attached to it. But there shouldn't be. Loneliness affects everyone. It's felt so strongly because it's alerting you to what you need to do. Find company. Humans are not isolates. We are pack animals. Loneliness is a necessary feeling, just like thirst and hunger. Ignore it at your peril, as it can be a major cause of deterioration of mental and physical health. So that is from the book that I was reading, that I'm still reading. I'm halfway through. And yeah, I just thought it was really interesting because I feel that people think that loneliness is something that you can easily cope with and just like get on with it type thing and stop complaining. And I started to really feel it, especially during the pandemic. Well, I say during, we're still in it, but during the beginning and the midst of the pandemic. So when we went into lockdown in March last year, I became more isolated than ever because not only was I living alone, I was also working alone. I was spending all my time basically by myself. So I wasn't really going to see anyone, obviously, because we were in lockdown. So <laughs> I couldn't really, you know, I wasn't supposed to. So I was just spending time by myself. Um, there was a good two months that I didn't see anyone apart from the people in the news agents. And I used to chat to them so much. <laughs> I took their ear off. I was like, hi, how are you? Like, just go and buy some water. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? And they're like, yeah, good, thanks. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, have you seen the news? Or blah, blah, blah. We just start talking about anything, and I'll be in there for a good 10 minutes. And that's because I was lonely. That's because I needed human interaction. I needed a space to engage with another human being. So I think that it is really important. I think we don't talk about loneliness enough. I think that any age range can become lonely, like children can become lonely. Obviously, it's quite prevalent in the older community as well. I think at every point in life, we can all get lonely. And even if we are in a relationship, sometimes you can still feel lonely, you know, and you can have all these people around you and still feel lonely is my point. So, yeah, that's just a learning and what I wanted to do today was just to take some time to talk about some of the things that I've done that helped me. So yeah. Okay, so one of the things that really helped me is therapy. 
therapy, therapy, therapy. You know, I've spoken about this before. I have a whole episode on it. So if you want to hear that, then you can go check that out. I feel like it's episode 14. Like, I have a gut feel that it's episode 14. Let me double check. Yes, it is. Woo, well done. Yeah, so it's episode 14 if you want to check that out. And it's really important, in my humble opinion, to have someone hold space for you, to have someone that you can talk to, share your thoughts with, talk about loneliness too. Like, not everyone speaks about how they really feel about certain things to their friends and family just because it might not feel like it's the right setting. So to have a therapist hold space for you and and be able to communicate those deep feelings is such a useful exercise. And I got a therapist around February of this year because it had been like nearly a whole year since we'd been in a pandemic, essentially. And I was just really feeling it. And I really didn't want to do it online. I was so against it. I was very opposed to it because I didn't think it would be effective. But it's honestly one of the best things that I've done in a very long time. And I think just like communicating heavy feelings, I think releases some of that like energy, like the pain or the sadness, like it actually starts to dissipate when you talk about it. It's like anything. It's like you just like digging up at the root. You're finding out what the root cause is. You're talking about why you feel lonely, like what's going on for you and like what you could do to not feel the way you feel and stuff like that. And I honestly think since I started doing that, it relieved something within me. Like I started to feel, yeah, I started to feel less heavy. So I think that was really, really useful for me to understand. Like therapy has just been a light in my life. Like it's been a light to me. And if you are feeling lonely, I do think that you should definitely speak to someone. And obviously it's not necessarily just therapy. They have all these different online or over the phone services that you can go to like like Samaritans or Mind or I can't think of any more. But yeah, if you just look online, there are lots of different places that you can go to to speak to someone because I think it's so important that we do that. We need to communicate how we feel. What I did beforehand, so before I got into therapy, at the beginning of the lockdown, I started running outside. Now, this is not for everyone and not everyone's a runner, but I guess what you could do is like go for a walk or just get outside and get some fresh air because I think that being around nature does something to you. I think it actually does something to you mentally and physically. So let me find a source to validate that. Okay, so I found a source from mind.org.uk and they speak about how nature can benefit mental health. So spending time in green space or bringing nature into your everyday life can benefit both your mental and physical well-being. For example, doing things like growing food or flowers, exercising outdoors or being around animals can have lots of positive effects. It can improve your mood, reduce feelings of stress or anger, help you take time out and feel more relaxed, improve your physical health, improve your confidence and self-esteem, help you to be more active, help you to make new connections and provide peer support. So I would say that most of those ring true for me, apart from the last two. I wouldn't say it's helped me to make more connections because I don't actually really speak to anyone in my area. And it's not free choice, it's just because I don't know anyone. Um, But yeah, basically it's still good. (laughs) It's still good to get outside and be around people, even if you don't know them personally, it's still good to be outdoors. And I think it's the fresh air element because 
when you're in the house all the time, everything can start to feel quite stagnant and you can start to feel quite cooped up. And that's when you're very much alone with your thoughts. You feel it. You feel like you're in a container and it's just you and your thoughts. And I think that can be quite damaging to your mental health. So what I find and what I found at the beginning with all this anxiety and all of the news, you know, and everything that was going on, I was like, if I could just take some time to go outside and go for a run, that would make me feel a lot better. And it really did. And obviously I went too far, but <laughs> I started saying like, I'm going to do 100k this month and stuff like that, which I did do, but it helped me to get outside. So regardless of whether it was a bit OTT, I think just getting outside really did make me feel a lot better. And I would recommend it to anyone, even now, even when it gets cold, obviously when it starts to get dark earlier, maybe have a think about that. Like we would do it in the day, in the daylight, you know, but overall it's been really nice for me to just like see the world go by and see people I like people watching as not in a weird way <laughs> not in a weird stonky way I like to be around nature I like to see you know the birds and all the little insects and stuff like that so yeah it's just a really nice healing experience for me and I'm very much into nature yeah and not just going for runs obviously if you don't want to do that then you can always just go for a walk or just get outside in any way, like anyway, just sit out on the terrace or sit out on the balcony or the communal area or just take a brisk venture outside. Oh yeah. Another thing that it says here, being outside in natural light can also be helpful if you experience seasonal affective disorder, which is a type of depression that affects people during particular seasons or times of year. And people tell us, well, them, that's mind. People tell mind that getting into nature has helped them with many other types of mental health problems. So I used to think I had SAD. I used to think I had seasonal affective disorder just because I really, really don't like winter. <laughs> Despite being a winter baby, I'm really not a fan. I'm just not a fan of it. It just makes me feel quite rubbish. And especially when, you know, it gets dark earlier and you're coming home from the office and it's dark and then you get in and it's dark and you're like, what the hell is going on? I'm not even getting enough sunlight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm becoming a vampire. So yeah, it's just not, it's just not ideal. It really isn't. Another thing that, again, is very unique to me, but I really appreciate is reading. Now, when I first moved in, I had about, I don't know, 10 books or something. Didn't have a bookshelf, didn't have anything. Now I have a bookcase and I have filled nearly four of them so that basically that didn't make any sense because you have to visualize it it's a bookcase yeah that has six different squares so like two by two by two in the shape of a rectangle four of those six squares are filled with books that I have pretty much purchased in the last three years majority wise so I've started reading a lot more than I used to and I find it really relaxing, quite therapeutic. And I've learned a lot. Like, I feel like I learned so much things that I would not have necessarily found out about had I not read about it. So I've read books like Homo Sapiens or Homo Sapiens, apparently that's how you say it. Homo Sapiens, I've read about the history of everything. <laughs> it literally says a brief history of everything of nearly everything. Um, I read Natives, I've read Nelson Mandela's A Long Walk to Freedom. That wasn't during the last three years, but, you know, 
Gemini reading has been very mind enhancing. It's made me see things from different perspectives, different vantage points. I get to kind of like distract myself into someone else's world and challenge my own perceptions on things as well, which is quite useful because it gives me more of a varied view of the world and allows me to be more open-minded. And generally it's a routine thing. So I'm very routine based. I'm very objective, routine, logical. Like that's my kind of bag. That's my brand. (laughs) So me reading is quite useful because I can say to myself, right, I wake up in the morning, I read. I learn something before I even get out of bed. You know what I mean? Like that's good. Great. And then when I go to bed, I say, right, I'm going to read just before I go to bed. So before I like pray or meditate, I'll read. And that also helps to give me some routine, helps to give me some direction. And I like to set targets for myself. So this month, well, I'm not saying this month, but for this book that I'm currently reading, the book you wish your parents had read, and your children would be glad that you did, that one, I have said to myself, I'm going to read 10 pages in the morning and 10 pages at night. So I'll do 20 pages a day, basically. And that will help me to finish books quicker because I have good reads and I like to like set targets for myself. <laughs> now I'm just sounding like a big nerd, but okay, whatever. I like to set targets for myself. And this year, for example, I've said I'm going to read 12 books. So I've read 10 out of 12. This is my 11th book. And I've got one more book after this. So I've actually, for the first time, reached my target. <laughs> Every year since I've had Goodreads, it's been like a good solid five, six years, I have not reached my target. I've had a target, but I just haven't reached it. So I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do 12 books, one book a month. Like, that's not hard. It wasn't possible. And I think the main reason why this has been possible is because I'm not working in the office. Because when I used to go on the train, I used to try and read my book, but I'd only get through handful of pages and on the way back I'd usually be so tired I just couldn't read my book I just didn't have the mental capacity and even when I did read it I honestly couldn't tell you what I read it's just I was reading the lines but I wasn't really absorbing it so it was pointless basically now I get to actually really focus on what I'm reading learn absorb the content etc so I think that's why but having this target does really help me and it really motivates me it drives me it gives me something to do it occupies my time and I think that's the main thing if you take nothing away from this apart from this one thing then it would be to occupy your time so it doesn't necessarily have to be with other people but as long as you are doing something then you're remaining active and you're not just kind of like passively watching tv type thing because I think that's the part that can start to depress an individual right I mean if I was to do that I would get depressed very easily like it would just be too much I couldn't stand it but we're all different and that might work for somebody else but yeah from my perspective routine is is good so yeah that's what I do from a reading perspective and that really helps me obviously not everyone's a big reader you might also like audible books like audible and there was another one that used to exist back in the day and I really wanted to contribute to it but I can't remember what it was called I was obsessed with it as well so I can't remember the name but yeah it was like audible but it was before audible and they used to read out books stories and you could also contribute to it so I was so keen I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna join it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I was egging myself on for years I never did it and now I can't remember the name and yeah I guess it's it's probably gone now but it's a great idea anywho so yeah reading is good listening to podcasts as well is also very key for me I listen to hindsight every morning 
I listen to one episode every morning because I think it helps to ground me and give me something to think about. So he's quite thought provoking and he helps me to think about things on a deeper level. Like some of the things that I might dismiss or some of the things that I might not think about in that way. It just helps me to contextualize it a little bit more and think about it from a different perspective, which is always valuable. Not saying that I take everything on as gospel, but it's good to have that platform there. So I listen to that in the mornings. I listen to like Receipts podcast on the Wednesday and I also listen to No Such Thing as a Fish on Fridays. <laughs> so see what I mean? Like it's all coming together. You're starting to see how I'm slotting everything together with with content essentially, reading and podcasts. It's all content, but then obviously there's other things in between that. So another thing that I do that I find really useful is listen to music. Like music is my heart. Like music is the thing that drives me every morning when I wake up, when I actually get out of bed, I put music on because that's how I get motivated. That's how I actually get the hell up. And I have several playlists and they're all themed differently. So dependent on my mood. So one of them might be like, chill out, I got this. That may or may not be the name. <laughs> it's the name. Um, spoiler alert, it's the name. And I basically use that to get up and get ready and do what I need to do. I have one for running. I have one for meditation. I have one for chilling. So sometimes I would just sit there and listen to music and I'll be in my own little world. And it just makes me feel so good. I feel so at peace. I feel so calm. I feel relaxed. I feel connected. It does something to my I swear it doesn't to my soul, like, like in a good way, like it connects with my soul, it connects with my spiritual self. I don't know if I'm being like really hippie-ish right now, but that's how it makes me feel. I really love music so much. I wish I could articulate like what I really mean, but I just find it soothing. Very, very, very soothing. So music. And I would say if you are feeling down, if you're feeling lonely, don't listen to the sad music. And that might sound obvious, but I think that I used to do that in the past. Like if I'm feeling down, I'll start to listen to like sad songs and then I'm all sad. <laughs> Which is no surprise. Like obviously it's going to happen. But I think what I've started to do, even if I'm not really feeling it, I'll switch it up. So I'll go back to like my upbeat playlist and, you know, that will help me to start feeling a bit more motivated. And now that we're out of lockdown we have an opportunity to go out and see friends and I need to take more of my advice because I honestly don't think I do enough of this. I think it's going to start picking up soon, but as it stands, I do spend a lot of time in my house. So I even need to learn how to go out more and see friends. Being around people is invaluable. Like I said in the book, like we're, we were born to be in tribes. Like before we were westernized and industrialized and all of that jazz basically I was thinking about all the different areas but yeah before everything we were foragers we were foragers we used to forage for our food and we used to walk around in packs and we used to sleep wherever we chose for that night and move on like nomads right so there was a level of community everyone was always together so not having that on a biological level we feel it inherently within us that we should be with other people. We should be around people. And I find that so valuable. When I spend time with my family, I just feel so content. 
I just feel so happy because they're the people that I love the most. Like I'm just with them and they're with me and they're all together and this feels great. So I'm really down for like being around people and in spending time with friends as well, having different friendship groups, doing different things. So like not necessarily always going out to drink because I feel like that in itself does get boring. Like I'm literally three weeks in, by the way, three weeks into my no drinking So the last time I had a drink was on the 1st of September. And today's the 23rd. So I'm doing good, you know, I'm doing good. Next week could be a month. Yeah, next week could be a month. And I'm just going to see how far I can go with it. But I've started to do different things. I'm like, I'm going to an exhibition next weekend. And that's quite grown and sexy. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not joking. (laughs) not sexy but <laughs> it's definitely grown folks shit you know like it's going out and learning new things because it can get boring after a while so switching it up is important taking time for yourself is important and I mean that in the broader sense of the word so something that I need to do a lot more of is just take my time back so not necessarily after work I mean dedicate time for myself So I need to take holiday. That's what I mean by that. I need to take holiday and I need to go and do stuff that I enjoy. Last year, I went to Brighton for a few days and I found that really invigorating. I found that really refreshing. Like I needed to do something different. I needed to split up my time. Variety is the spice of life, you know, all of that jazz. So I needed to get out and be by the sea. And I just really appreciated it. And I feel like now I'm back in that same space where like I need to do something else that's not, you know, the same So I need to plan it. I've got my birthday weekend coming up soon and I need to plan something to do because honestly, like, it's important. Um, I'm thinking of doing, like, a little spa, you know what I mean? Like, a little spa thing. And, yeah, I could do that. But I also want to do some other things. I want to get out. I want to do, like, go ape or something. Like, I need to do something. (laughs) I need to do something different. So having space for yourself that's not the generic, you know, day-to-day is also quite key. Just giving yourself some more self-love, you know, like love yourself more, like treat yourself, get new clothes. But I mean, to be fair, I've been buying lots of clothes, but buy buy new things, do different things, find a hobby, invest in yourself because that's that's what we need to do at the end of the day because if you don't invest in yourself, let's put it this way, no one will invest in you as much as you will or as much as you can. So I think we all owe it to ourselves to ensure that we are lifting ourselves and elevating ourselves and giving ourselves the love and care that we deserve. So yeah, that's kind of like what I do as well. I'll be doing a lot more of it, let's say. I wouldn't say I've been doing it right now because in reality I haven't, like let's be real. But I will, I will. Oh yes, another thing that I used to do was lots of yoga. So I did this little video compilation and I was doing all these yoga moves. I put them all together and then I was like, where am I even putting this? <laughs> I don't put it anywhere. But yeah, I think that generally it's just, again, another project. Giving yourself projects is occupying your time. It's giving you stuff to do. It's motivating you, especially if you're more left brain and you're more objective based. Then you can definitely, yeah, you can be mentally stimulated by setting yourself a goal like, doing a compilation video or learning a new hobby. So something I picked up was painting. I picked it back up, shall I say, because I was painting at one point, but then, you know, you know, I just was lifing and I completely stopped painting, like 
for years, very long time. And during the pandemic, I think I did like four pieces. Like I was proper going out. I bought an easel. I did a few videos. Again, I used my phone and I put them together in little compilation style video, put them on Instagram. To be honest, I can't remember the name of Instagram anymore, but it was motivating me at the time. And it's not to say that everything you do that stems out of boredom is going to last forever. If you just serve a purpose, you could just do it for that particular time. You could just say, all right, cool. I wanted to paint. I did a painting. I'm done. And I'm really happy with it. I'm proud of my accomplishments. I always feel like we're made to feel like we should do something forever. And if you don't, then you've kind of failed yourself. Really and truly, do whatever you want for as long as you want to do it. Even me being pescatarian, like honestly, I've been doing it for five years. But if I wanted to stop tomorrow, I'm well within my rights to do that. It's my life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do whatever makes you happy. Like that, yeah. And going back to the hobbies thing, like I feel like we have to try it out. We don't even know if we like doing it. I might have started painting again and been like, oh, I don't actually enjoy this. And I'm well within my rights to stop. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I could literally have half a canvas and be like, cool, that was my attempt at doing something. And yeah, I'm done with that. I'll move on to the next thing. I also got a lot of plants. I must say, I'm like in a semi-jungle right now. And I love it. I love it here. I actually want more plants, to be honest with you. I don't know where I put them, but I want more plants. I have 18 at the moment. And majority of them are in my front room. They're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. But what it does is, again, it occupies your time. So you can spend time like, oh, I'm going to water this plant. Oh, this plant needs watering. Oh, look at this one little leaf there coming through. Like, you appreciate the growth. You appreciate the growth because you see it come through. Like, you see, like, the, the green shoots. You, you, you nurture it, essentially. You nurture something into fruition. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because... Again, it goes back to how nature is good for mental health and like being in the house a lot, you're kind of bringing nature to you. And I do that a lot. I've been finding that really therapeutic, really calming. Um, my plants are all so very different. <laughs> I just looked at them and I was so happy. I probably started smiling, just so sad. But yeah, I have, yeah, so many plants. They all have different, I was gonna say personalities, but I was actually joking. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> they don't have personalities, they don't talk to me. My dad said to me, yeah, if my plants start talking back to me, like if I start talking to my plants and they talk back, then he was like, now you need to get some help. <laughs> but yeah, that was last year. That was at the beginning of the pandemic. So, so far, so good. They haven't said anything to me. But yeah, generally, I do like having so many plants because it keeps me occupied, it keeps me busy. I like to water them and to nurture them look after them and they're pretty you know they're all very pretty they're all very very different like I can't even like explain like I don't even know half the names to be honest that's why but I try and get some that are good for air purification so NASA released this list a few years ago I think which basically listed some of the house plants that are good for purifying the air and because I live off of A Road, I bought a lot of those plants. You might find that you become addicted, <laughs> like I have. Um, but it's not a bad thing, you know? Like, there's worse things, you know? There's worse things to be addicted to. I'll tell you that for free. I was going to get a pet. And in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't because my flat isn't massive. And I have a sofa that's not made of leather or anything, like, durable. It's made of like cloth kind of thing and I think it would have got destroyed 
It's like a corner so far, so it's, yeah, not about that life at all. Like, I would be so upset. The reason that I wanted to get a pet, obviously because I was lonely, <laughs> and this was like, again, last year, 2020, I went to the pet shop and I was just looking around and they didn't really have that many pets. I think because of COVID, they removed them all. So I was a bit like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> or maybe they sold like majority, I don't know. All I know is that it was not popping in there. They did have fish, but I just couldn't bear it. I couldn't, I couldn't. I think because I only eat fish, I just thought it was too savage, honestly. I just thought I cannot have, I cannot have a fish tank all pretty with all the little rocks and stuff and I'm just eating fish whilst watching TV and then my fish is looking at me like, oh my gosh, she's a monster. <laughs> she is a monster. So I was like, you know what, I actually can't, I can't bring myself to do it. So that was the only potential pet that I was going to get and I decided against it. But ideally, all things being equal, I would have got a cat or kitten. I really actually want, yeah, a kitten that remains a kitten forever. Because, you know, they have, like, chihuahuas and they're always, like, small. There's no equivalent, is there, for cats? Like, all the cats just get bigger and they become, well, all the kittens become cats. And then you just have a big cat. Which I wouldn't have minded, but I just think it's not the right environment for it. And I don't want to be selfish just because I was feeling lonely. You know, would I be able to maintain it when everyone goes back into the office what am I going to do? Like, I just felt, yeah, funny about it. It just didn't sit with me. But in the future, I will be getting some pets. Like, I definitely will. I really want pets. So, yeah, that's another thing that could help you, you know? Gaming. Gaming. Yeah. I wish I numbered these, but it doesn't matter. Gaming. Right, so last year. Was it last year or this year? End of last year. So, like, around November, when they were like, oh, we're going into a third lockdown. I was like, okay, I'm actually done at this point. Like, I don't know what else I can do to occupy myself or busy myself or, you know, distract myself from what's going on outside. So I went to Curry's, Big Up Curry's. Is it Curry's? PC World, you know, they've merged. And I went there and I bought a Nintendo Switch and I bought a speaker because obviously music is my love, one of the loves of my life, you know? And I wanted to just have a really good speaker and I also got a switch. Now, I wasn't really sure if I was going to use it like that much, but I just needed something. Everything that I tried before just wasn't really doing it for me. Like, I know I got to a point, I just reached a wall, I think. There's only so much Netflix that you can watch. There's so many different things online, but I mean, after a while you do get bored. Like, and I think that was around the time that I started to wind down social media. So I wasn't really having, I didn't really have anything like to distract me. And... I also had just finished a mammoth, a mammoth watch of Vampire Diaries. I watched that for about three months. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm not even joking. It was like eight seasons and it was like 20, 20 ish episodes per season. And I was watching it hardcore. Like I was watching it all the time and I still was not getting through it. I was like, this is never going to end. It got to a point where I was like, season seven. And I was like, I don't even know if I care anymore. Like, so I, I don't know if I care what happens. Like, I don't know. I really don't think I can do this anymore. Ever since Vampire Diaries, yeah, I have not watched anything that long again. So I think I started to just not want to watch TV as much. I was like, what else can I do? So I bought a Game Boy. I bought a, who say Game Boy? I bought a Nintendo Switch. And yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I think in reality, I am a nerd. Like, I'm in... I don't know what the quintessential nerd is, but in terms of some of the characteristics, I definitely think that I inhabit them. So, like, I work in, like, tech, pretty much. 
I play games, I watch anime. <laughs> Basically a nerd, yeah. So I really like, I really enjoy it. Obviously got Mario Kart, got some other Mario games. I've got 3D World. I did not like that one at all, to be honest. I was quite disappointed by it. It was so easy as well. I was just like, this is not challenging. But then I got, it's got two games in it. So it's got like another one called Bowser's Fury. Anyway, it's so good. It's That one was really, really good. Like I actually thought that it redeemed the whole game because I was like, this is £50. So when I was playing in 3D World, I was like, I paid £50 for this. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> but then, yeah, when I got to Bowser's Fury, I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. That's okay. So yeah, basically I got that, got Zelda, I'm playing Zelda at the moment. Zelda seems like it's going to last for a very long time. Yeah, I've been playing it for like a month now and usually it, it takes me like a month to finish a game and this one I think I'll be playing for another month to be honest with you because I can kind of see the storylines like, and you can kind of see like what you need to do next and yeah, I just like it. I think because I've got that kind of personality, I would just be playing it for hours, not per day but yeah, per week, I definitely would say I'll play a decent amount. So as long as you don't become obsessed with gaming, I think that you're fine. Like, you're very fine to, like, you know, try it out and see if it's for you. Gaming might not be for everyone, but I'm just talking about my personal experience, and I feel like gaming definitely helped me. So, so yeah, I think that pretty much is everything that I've done, like, or have been doing during this time to deal with loneliness. And just to list them in one place, just so that it's not, like, all over the place, which I'm sure it is. Okay, so what I found to help is running, therapy, having a routine, reading, meditation, prayer, going for walks, getting fresh air, like whatever you do, just go outside, like honestly, it definitely helps to lift your mood. Listen to music, avoid negative music if you can, because that's not going to help you. Go out and see friends and family, force yourself, even contact someone and be like, hey, haven't seen you for a while, like love to catch up, do you know what I mean? Just like get out there just get out there. Like, I, I have a problem with that myself, personally. Like, sometimes I find that I can just spend so much time by myself and be okay with it. And then I'll be like, oh, I really should socialise. <laughs> like, I think I actually should socialise with other people. And I've been doing a lot more of that. And I think it's doing good things for me, you know? It's making me feel better. Um, And yeah, like, think about getting some plants. If you don't have them already, I think that's really useful. It's very relaxing. Like, honestly, I just sit here sometimes and just chill and I just got my plants with me. And they just really do calm me and I feel good. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much everything, I think. I think that's all the things I do. And I do hope that this has helped in some way. I really don't think that this raises any questions. I was going to say contact me if you have any questions, but, like, I don't think that this is really a question-based episode. But, yeah, you can always contact me on SoundCloud if you want. Feel free. I'm still checking. And so far, no one's messaged me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm not going to cry about it. Do you know what I mean? Let me check. Actually, let me check. I'm checking right now. Um, yeah, no, nothing nothing <laughs> so yeah you can do it you can you can if you want so yeah i think that's everything for me um let me just double check if i've left anything because i did have some no more notes on my phone oh got some random emails i'm never gonna read notes yeah i said keep an active reading replenishing the spirit Ooh, that sounds interesting i wish i knew what i meant when i said that oh yeah okay last but not least is reflecting so obviously there's therapy which i mentioned at the beginning but i also wanted to mention that reflecting can manifest itself in many ways so another thing that i do is i have a diary i have so many diaries at this point i have like eight because i've been writing in diaries for a very long time but yeah I have a diary that I write in when I feel like it. 
Um, I wouldn't say it's as frequent as it used to be. And the older I get, the less I do write, but I at, least, at least write like once or twice a week still. And if I'm feeling lonely or feeling anything, you know, like that I don't necessarily want to communicate outwardly, then at least I have a space. And I think that if you haven't journaled or, you know, written in a diary before and you feel like you might benefit, I think it's worth trying it out just to see if it works. Because it might not be for you. You might start and be like, nah, this ain't for me. You know, no one really writes anymore. And I think that's just because we're in a technological era. But it does help. It's quite cathartic. I used to write like a few sentences and the next thing you know, I'm writing like two pages and I'm like, whoa, like where's all this come from? It's because it's how I'm feeling inside that I'm not necessarily acknowledging. So I feel like it does help to kind of trigger some of those emotions and help you to label them and really address how you're feeling. And when you read it back, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I was feeling like that. Do you know what I mean? And you might take that as like a two-pronged approach that you could take that to therapy and say, oh, by the way, like I was going through some stuff and I just wanted to share it with you. Or you could have therapy and you can write it down and start working through it throughout the week until you have your next session, which is what I do often. So I have my session, then I'll write down some of the things that we spoke about. If I have the energy, I will do the work then and there. If not, I will just make a note of something that I want to work on and come back to it basically <clears throat> my throat's been dry boy but yeah and I actually feel like I have a lot to say about this because loneliness is just one part of the human experience obviously there's so many other joyful emotions and feelings that we all have and for the most part they take majority hold of our life experiences but I do think that we do have to acknowledge negative feelings as well or feelings that don't make us feel as good. I wouldn't say the negative. I wouldn't say loneliness is a negative feeling. It's just a feeling that doesn't necessarily make us feel happy. So we do need to work through those feelings. We do need to address them. We don't need to suppress them. That's not good. So yeah, that's how I think we can we can work on it. Like you can have something to occupy your mind, but then you also need to acknowledge the feeling and and to work through it because that's how we elevate, you know, that's how we get to the next stage of our, our journey, as it were, because we are cognizant of our emotional well-being, which is fundamental in my opinion. So yeah, that's everything for me. I hope everyone is good. Um, I always say this at the beginning and then I say it at the end and I'm like, you just said that at the beginning, so why saying it again? But yeah, I will be going onto iTunes soon. So if you're hearing this on iTunes, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Stick around because I've got a lot more to come. Yeah. All right then. I will speak to you all soon. Peace and love and light. As cheesy as it is, I genuinely mean it. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.